I'll take care of the check. You guys can get the tip. Should be about a buck a piece. And you, when I come back, I want my book. Sorry, it's my book now. Hey, I changed my mind. Shoot this piece of shit, will you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody cough up some green for the little lady. Come on, throw in a buck. Uh-uh, I don't tip. You don't tip? No, I don't believe in it. You don't believe in tipping? You know what these chicks make? They make shit. Don't give me that. She don't make enough money, she can quit. <laughs> I don't even know a fucking Jew would have the ball to say that. Uh, let me just get this straight. You don't ever tip, huh? I don't tip because society says I have to. All right, I mean, I'll tip if somebody really deserves a tip. If they really put forth the effort, I'll give them something extra. But, I mean, it's tipping automatically. Uh, it's for the birds. <laughs> I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they're just doing their job. Hey, this girl was nice. She was okay. I mean, she wasn't anything special. What's special? Take you in the back and suck your dick. <laughs> I'd go over 12% for that. Hey, look, I ordered coffee, right? Now, we've been here a long fucking time. She's only filled my cup three times. I mean, when I order coffee, I want it filled six times. Six times? Well, you know, what if she's too fucking busy? Words too fucking busy shouldn't be in a waitress's vocabulary. Excuse me, Mr. Pink, but the last fucking thing you need is another cup of coffee. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I mean, these ladies aren't starving to death. They make minimum wage. And I used to work minimum wage, and when I did, I wasn't lucky enough to have a job that society deemed tip-worthy. You don't care they'd count on your tips to live? You know what this is? It's the world's smallest violin playing just for the waitresses. You don't have any idea what you're talking about. These people bust their ass. This is a hard job. So I was working at McDonald's, but you don't feel the need to tip them, do you? Well, why not? They're serving you food. But no, society says, don't tip these guys over here, but tip these guys over here. That's bullshit. Waitressing is the number one occupation for female non-college graduates in this country. It's the one job basically any woman can get and make a living on. The reason is because of their tips. Fuck all that. Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm very sorry the government taxes their tips. That's fucked up. That ain't my fault. I mean, it would appear that waitresses are one of the many groups the government fucks in the ass on a regular basis. I mean, if you show me a piece of paper that says the government shouldn't do that, I'll sign it. Put it to a vote, I'll vote for it. But what I won't do is play ball. And this non-college bullshit you're giving me, I got two words for that. Learn to fucking type. Because if you're expecting me to help out with the rent, you're in for a big fucking surprise. Just convince me. Give me my dollar back. Hey! Leave the dollars there. All right, ramblers, let's get rambling. Wait a minute. Who didn't throw in? Mr. Pink. Mr. Pink? Why not? You don't tip. You don't tip? What do you mean you don't tip? You don't believe in it. Shut up. What do you mean you don't believe in it? Come on, you. Cough up a bucket, cheap bastard. I paid for your goddamn breakfast. All right, since you pay for the breakfast, I'll put in. But normally, I would never do this. Mind what you normally would do. Just cough in your goddamn fuck like everybody else. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are now tuned into episode six deuce of Grill. How long steak, mister? Slicing, chef. 
achieved. What? You can't do that. <laughs> that well, you're plating the steak already, and you don't even know if the salad took It was a solo ticket. Solo ticket. <laughs> Anyway, thank you. Thank you for that. That was a shitty-ass callback, but uh, I'll go ahead and accept it. You know, one day when... Put it in the window, bitch. Sell that motherfucker. <laughs> Did you see Donald Trump likes his... Steak medium well with ketchup. Yeah, I saw that shit. People are going ham on that. Super ham. Um, yeah, I am your host this week, uh, Bobby Stills. And uh, Johnny, he's back. I'm back. Was I gone? I don't know. Where are you? No. No, you're always here. Now I'm smacking my lips. You smack, you smack the shit out of your lips on this podcast. That's how I do. I'm just trying to sit and say, um, on, okay, all the time. <laughs> anyway, yeah, last week's episode, Johnny, how'd you feel about last week's episode? It uh, it was good. I thought it was um, very in- <laughs> informative. I liked uh, Ellie. Was that her name? Yeah. Uh, she was super nice. Uh, I liked her input that she had to say. Amy, definitely always a pleasure to have on the show she i guess she thought that she sounded a little rough around the edges or something yeah, she always was that's no, how she great. always yeah, feels no, she's great i like she's i like, sound so corny can i swear <laughs> can i say the word fuck <laughs> yes amy son coming from like the two foot person she is i mean amy's she's cursed she's, me out in the kitchen before. oh yeah she's a beast she's not to be fucked with amy. she's like that little person off of game of thrones <laughs> What? Ty with Lannister? <laughs> I never watch that show, so I don't know. I drink and it. I know things. <laughs> you don't know that Game of Thrones, Tim? Nah, man. Too many episodes. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I enjoyed last week's episode. Uh, I think we could have talked about that show for hours upon hours. I know. But... It could be like a six-parter. Yeah. I'm interested. I'm trying to get the... I need to post the episode to the page of that uh, writer from that Eater uh, article on... Uh, Twitters. See what she thinks. Yeah, she ain't hit me back, man. She's heavy on the Twitters, but we got somebody else running our Twitter page. Shout out Jay Yader. Jay Yader. That boy's a beast in <laughs> yeah. many ways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any uh, weekly updates? No. Last week we didn't give a weekly update because, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say. I know this is super fucking sad to say, and I don't want to say it, but I really just don't fucking care anymore. You just all the day by day, all the effort that I put in stuff I feel is not, and I don't want to say it's not validated, but it's just not appreciated. I guess I saw you in the kitchen today. You looked like you were hustling, bad back and all. Yeah, I fucked up my back. I went out dancing last week to the sounds of the AK twelve hundred. I don't know what <laughs> that is, but AK twelve hundred was in town. Was a drum and bass DJ. Uh, it's my man's. I went out dancing. I woke up the next morning and look, fun fact, uh, I fell off a building, I don't know, probably about nine years ago, writing graffiti and I injured my back and I had to have back surgery like three years later. And, uh, every once in a while that fairy comes and fucks my shit up, but you know, you still got to go to work. So sprinkle that, sprinkle that dust on your back. uh, My girl tried to bring home some of that, uh, that CBD oil, you Ooh, know, like yeah, the bomb off for my back, but she left it at work. Oh, I just been eating CBD chocolates. Come on, girl. Anyway, I might have to go see that street pharmacist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I'm just taking it day by day, and everything's pretty chill. We're trying to get business back and going. We had two rushes today, which Johnny was gonna come scoop me up from work, but uh, he came in there and I was still busy. Yeah, and I was like, come on, dude. We had another rush, man. Nothing I can do about that. Look what your boy did do. Other than that, um, no, I didn't even talk about where I don't where I went to eat. <laughs> had some Nate's wings and waffles last night. Oh, how was that? It was bomb. Uh, but anywhere else have I eaten? No, haven't had no time. 
Johnny, you? I've, I know you ain't got no work updates. You ain't got no drugs. <laughs> Damn. Uh, you know, I, I know since I haven't been working recently, I've been grubbing at many, many places just trying to, you know, feed my soul. Uh, but I ate at Adana, which is the reopening of Naka on Capitol Hill. I want to say 14th and Pine. Yeah, it's about it's right there. Um, it was it was delicious, man. Uh, what? Why? I was. Did we cover that Naka closed? No, it was kind of like an abrupt closing. They like kind of closed. But it's obviously the same owners. No, it was definitely the same owners. They just reopened. I guess what had happened was that they weren't getting as many repeat customers as they wanted because the place I think, is fucking expensive. Yeah, it was really expensive. So they um, closed down and reopened as uh, still as a tasting menu, but a little bit more reasonable price. So my lady and I went out and had a three course for $37 each. Not bad at all. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I told you earlier that. They just won an award about the, their, they had just not won an award. Yeah, they won an award, I think, a little bit ago for their cocktail program. Well, that, I mean, that's not going to keep people coming back, though, and the foods, you no. know, when you're spending 100, 10, 115 on a five course. Um, but our boy's still there. Yeah, our boy Chip McLaughlin is uh, still kicking it, and uh, he was super nice. He gave me, I can't remember what it was called, but it was this Japanese whiskey that they actually have to go to Japan and bring back with them. Because they don't sell it here in the yeah, States, they don't and sell it's such it a small state. batch that it's not distributed here. It was delicious. States. It was super spicy. It was, you know, there are there are a couple of uh, restaurants and bars here in Seattle that I know of that um, some of the things they carry they have to be personally flown on a plane yeah. with them because it's illegal I think to ship it here and sell it. But if you personally pick up the bottle, like we if we know somebody that's in the country of you know Russia and there's some Russian vodka or something that they want or gin, some weird shit, then you just tell them give them some money, pick it, pick up a couple bottles for me. I think five is the max, maybe. Probably, but I mean that's more. Enough. Yeah, that'll last you a couple years. Um, so yeah, so it was super delicious. Uh, I I thought the decor was nice. The plating was you know very elegant. They have a octopus dish that was served with braised daikon and uh, broccoli rabe, and they poured um, the reduction the sauce that they braised the octopus in. They reduced it down, and they table side pour that into the bowl for you. And it was you know super gorgeous and beautiful. Um, you know the plating there is amazing. I think there was only one dish that my lady. I didn't like um, it was their chicken noodle dish which was kind of weird because it, it looked like it was going to be good but everything was under seasoned on that one so it wasn't like deconstructed or anything like no, that? No, no, no. It was like noodles with like cut chicken and a um, and a miso broth or like a dashi broth. I can't remember. And just had no flavor. It, yeah, it just wasn't hitting. How long has it been open? Uh, they, so when we went there, it was their first week doing this. So we went on Friday and that was the first time that that was their first Friday. So they just reopened. So it was good. Um, other than that, nothing really to report. You know, getting ready to do uh, the special event for June Baby on Saturday. And really excited to get in the kitchen and start What's the working. meaning of June Baby? Um, I want to say that it was the nickname of his of Edward Eduardo Jordan's father as a child. Like that's what his grandma would call his dad. And um, you know he just kind of inherited that because this is going to be a, a Southern Heritage restaurant. He's basically going back to his roots and doing a lot of fun stuff. Um, I want to say he's from Florida originally. 
I don't but know. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, he's he's a hard person to to get a hold of and chat with, even when you work for him. <laughs> he's probably got everybody wanting to talk to him. Yeah, it's true. You know, and he has a family, so he's trying to do. We're his gonna thing. get him on this show. I'll get him on here. Eventually. I ain't worried. But yeah, so you know, not much to report. Um, you know, I'll have a better report next week. But uh, yeah, let's get into the show. Let's get into it. Where do you want to start off? Do you want to start off with this taco truck? Yeah, let's start off with the taco truck. All right. So people who do not live in the greater state of Washington or Seattle, for that matter. Um, so I, I don't want to call people in Seattle pussies, but when it starts to snow or the weather gets weird, people start to like freak out and they don't know how to drive. Well, we can drive. Oh, I know. I know. So traffic was already fucked up. It was here. It was crazy. Uh, we have a main uh, interstate that runs through here called I-5. And then we have another highway running through here called 90, uh, 99. Um, and you know, they're both pretty busy around rush hour time. And it just so happens that a butane truck had wrecked and flipped over. And so they shut down both freeways. Going well, it caused a two, two, three car accident. Yeah. But there's butane everywhere. (laughs) And so they shut it down and backed everybody up. Like, so it was not like bumper to bumper standstill traffic for a couple hours. Yeah. But some gentleman, uh, what were there? What's the name? Of the I think truck? it was Tacos Tahin. <laughs> yeah. No, Tacos El Tahin. Uh, they uh, took advantage of this and they went ahead and opened up shop on the freeway. <laughs> I just want to take, tip my cap to these gentlemen and this taco truck. Uh, people and say thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. they probably helped a lot of people because at the time that the I-599 was closed was generally the time where people are trying to get home to have dinner and, you know, do that a whole thing. So at least they could get a snack in while they waited for two, three hours to get <laughs> to get on their way. I heard they were trying to um, direct people off of the freeway and the highway. They were trying to, but they couldn't get, but people couldn't get there was nowhere you could go. Yeah, it was just so people would have to back up, and then people were take everybody else hearing about the accidents were taking alternate routes. So then that backed up all the backways and sideways. <laughs> so the whole entire city. It took my lady um, eight minutes to get to the U district yesterday. It took her eighty eight minutes to get from the university district U Dub back to home. Back home. I was, and I had sat there the whole time on the computer fucking with, you know, <laughs> shit for Soundcasting Network. <laughs> so she funny. came home and was just like, what are you I doing? know. I was going to go downtown and I had randomly checked my Facebook just because I was just scrolling and then I saw that there was an accident there and I was like, ooh, staying oh, home. Hell no. <laughs> but anyway, I, 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 I applaud them. They could have just sat there and did nothing, <sighs> ate tacos in the back, but that's some G shit and I, I super. They probably made bank. Hell yeah, and they probably upped their prices real quick too. <laughs> All right, well that that's dope. Okay, hats off to uh, Tacos El Tajin. El Tajin. Uh, second, we wanted to shine light on a uh, a dishwasher in this industry. Uh, so many times, uh, dishwashers are not looked at. Uh, you know, they're looked down upon, looking like it's an entry level job, which it is, but they're an intricate part. They're the backbone. Uh, yeah, they're the most intricate part of the restaurant. Without clean dishes or clean utensils, shit ain't going down, man. So um, I just wanted to shine some light on a gentleman by the name of, what is his name? It's like Ali, uh, I can't remember his last name. Yeah, Ali Sonko. 
and he is a uh, Gambian and he has worked at uh, Noma, uh, Rene Redzepi's uh, restaurant over in was it Denmark um, for the last 13 years. And they're going to be opening up a new restaurant, um, I don't know, down the street from Noma in that same area. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be a, a main house. I haven't read too much about the concept. There's going to be a main house where they cook and do like communal style. And then there's going to be several cottages um, on the same property uh, where they'll be serving dinner at. See, that's what you can do when there's so much natural land and space around you. you know? Well, who knows what they're going to do? Maybe each cottage is going to be a different type Same. of food being yeah. served. Or maybe you move from each cottage to another cottage to have a course. Ooh, that'd be that'd be kind of weird. I'd be like, I, I'm relaxing now. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe the rooms are going to be themed. That'd I don't know. There's not, there's not very much um, information about it yet, but he had, uh, they had threw a party, the people at Noma threw a party, and uh, they actually made um, 62-year-old Ali, uh, he is... Um, Who looks 30. Yeah, young man, so a lot of energy, but they named him as one of the first partners. Mm-hmm. They're going to be giving away partnerships to their longtime employees, and he was the first person well, to... Well, I was reading in the article that they... They were nominated for best re- or won an award for best restaurant, and he couldn't go to two, the event. two years in a row. Yeah, to he London, couldn't, he couldn't go to the first event because he didn't have a visa. Two years in a row. Yeah, he was not a citizen of Denmark. Uh, he was an immigrant. I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Uh, this is what I read. Uh, he was an immigrant, so he didn't have the correct paperwork. So for the first two years, he couldn't go when they won Best Restaurant. They wore T-shirts the with war. his face on it, though. They, yeah. Like the first, I don't think the first year they did, but maybe the second year they did. I think the second year, no, he actually got to go the second time. But the, that was the third year. Oh, Jesus Christ. So but they won the Best Restaurant in the World, I don't know, three, <laughs> four times. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, so then the third time he did, and he got to speak at it, and uh, yeah. And so he's been there forever and, you know, yeah. Dope for him. Yeah, he's been, well, he, although he's a resident in Denmark for the past 30 years, he could not enter Britain without a visa. Well, so good. the 10-man delegation fronted by Rene Rizepi had to settle for a presentation on stage where they all wore T-shirts bearing, yeah. Two years later. Well, he has like a... When Noma received the honors for the third time, the papers were all been sorted out, and Ali Sonko was presented, was present and able to give the reception speech in front of the whole Well, press. I think they know that now that we told them already. Anyway. Yeah, whatever. Uh, just getting it correct. He, he has correct, like 12 cheap. kids, so this is a big, this is big, you know, for him. Yeah, man, I'm just, yeah, I mean, it's just, we always say on this, you know, on this show, it doesn't matter what position you are in a, in a kitchen or a restaurant for that. Just do it to the fullest. Do it to the fullest and you will be recognized. You know what I'm saying? Uh, at my work, at least, um, you know, we have a dishwasher, you know, nobody ever gets in there to do, and does dishes, you know, we just make the dishes. And so it kind of upsets me when I pe- see people over there just not pre-rinsing or soaking their just dishes just the and just throwing their shit over there. And I'm like, it takes two seconds to go over there and do this. And there's people at my work that chip in and do dishes all the time. There's people that never do dishes. Um, I hate when they stack big plates on top of little plates. Well, like, they just don't know how to organize shit, yeah, man. You put like, like items together. Yeah, like make it easier for the bro so he can like run, or the lady, I've had badass female dishwashers too, but so when they put it in the fucking tray, it's just like, grah, grah, you know, like get it done. All right, uh, do we want to cover Homeboy's uh, email or do we want to get right into the tipping? Uh, maybe at the end we'll just give a little shout out because this is going to be real short. And okay, so. yeah. 
Uh, Johnny, uh, how long has it taken, mister? Uh, you fired I, a new one yet? I fired a new one, yeah. Because that last one was overcooked, bitch. I know. It was supposed to be medium rare. It was kind of medium well. Do, do you take offense when people bring your steaks back and say they're overcooked? If it is, then no. But if it isn't... Well, I know. But like the thing about it is, is like it might have sat in that window for too long. I mean, that's you know? true, too. But, I mean, that, that goes... I don't know. That's a catch-22 almost. I get pissed. I, I get upset sometimes because a lot of times what happens is somebody will send it back and they're like, it's too rare. And it's like, well, you ordered medium rare. And they're like, I don't want any bl- blood coming out. And I'm like, well, then you don't so want then you get, medium rare. But you get rare. fucking hella pissed. Yeah. But I mean, if if yep. it definitely is overcooked, then I usually don't sell it. But Well, I just eat that steak and fire a new one and make them wait 15, 20 <laughs> minutes for a new steak. That happened to me when I went to- um, I don't care if it gets comped or not, man. I went to Agridolce a few weeks back for Valentine's Day and they served me a lamb chop that was raw. <laughs> I had to send it back and the server looked at me like I was crazy and I was like, nah, I'm looking at it right now. Like this thing is like bright red. <laughs> so eat that shit, man. It was, nah, not with my lady. She couldn't have, she could have none of it. Oh, oh yeah. You she know? has that. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. Uh, Johnny, take us away. All righty. So Robbie and I are going to be discussing um, a little bit about the Department of Labor's new law or rule, I guess you can say, regulation um, on wage and hour division. Um, Yeah, it's about tipped employees under the Fair Labor Standards Act. Uh, It's a new act that was, when did it go into effect? It went into effect. I mean, this one's revised from December 2016. And, so. I, and I, I don't know if it's been voted on yet, if it's actually been enacted. But for people that don't live in the United States, uh, this was a new tax law that got mm-hmm. passed and a new um, stand, uh, Fair Labor Standards Act because of the issues of corporate assholes in the industry stealing uh, hardworking people's money. And keeping it for themselves. So, so I'll start off with the characteristics real quick, and then we can go into the sections and you know have a little discussion on each of those. So the first characteristic is tipped employees who uh, are those who customarily and regularly receive more than thirty dollars per month in tips. Tips are the property of the employee. The employer is prohibited from using the employee's tips for any reason other than as a credit against its minimum wage obligation. We'll go into this in a second. Um, or in furtherance of a valid tip pool. Other Only tips actually received by the employee may be counted in determining whether the employee is a tipped employee um, and is applying for that tip credit. So basically what they're saying is... Uh, <laughs> it's I hate these like lawyer words that they they just like repeat things over and over again and you're just like what? So basically, the first part of it is about tip credits. Will you explain what a tip credit is? Yes, um, a tip credit permits an employer to take a um, a tip credit towards its minimum wage obligation for tipped employees, equal to the difference between the required cash wage. Um, so basically, what it means is so what they say here is if you have two dollars and 13 cents which is the lowest amount they're allowed to pay an employee in one of the states that allows tip credits now washington i believe uh does not allow tip credits. no they don't allow tip credits um which is the federal minimum for some places uh 
they have to be able to at least claim $5.12 per hour in tips to make that minimum wage, or else the restaurant itself has to pay that out. Which is, that's equal to $7.25, correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, so basically what happens is, is that the restaurants or any industry in tipping, this is not just include restaurants, but restaurants are very affected by this. Mm-hmm. Um, they are allowed to get away with p- paying people $2.13 because they're saying uh, if you're working one hour and you make $2.13, the tips that you would make in that hour are going to make up the credit for, for the rest of your minimum for wage. the rest of your minimum so like wage. some days they'll make seven dollars and twenty five cents an hour and other days they could make somewhere up to what like thirty dollars thirty dollars an hour I mean I know that when I was working at a certain restaurant on New Year's Eve our servers were making upwards of sixty dollars an hour. Yeah, it happens. Um, and, and that varies from state to state. But yeah. this is a, now a federal law that has been enacted because states have been abusing these laws. Because then, you know, at the end of the day, some people are regularly working at $7.25. Yeah, and so some of these states where the federal minimum wage is $7.25, the kitchen staff is only making seven twenty-five dollars an crazy. hour. And this is also what's going into... Now, I'm, and I'm proud to live in Washington because Washington's pretty much the state that got the ball rolling yep. on this $15 minimum wage now. That is... That is they're trying to apply for inflation to say $15 an hour is the minimum wage that we should have where people can actually afford to survive and not be, um, you know, scraping by each month if you work them. And that's double what the, the minimum wage right now, yeah. federal minimum wage. We've always been up on the up and up on the minimum All wage. All the way up. Yeah. Okay, so that's so that's what a tip credit is. Um, okay, next, next, next word we want to let them know? Uh, is the tip pool. So the requirement that an employee must retain all tips does not uh, preclude a valid tip pooling or sharing arrangement amongst employees who customarily and regularly receive tips, such as waiters, waitresses, bellhops, uh, counter personnel who serve customers, bussers, and service bartenders. A valid tip pool may not... I repeat, may not include employees who do not customarily and regularly receive tips. Dishwashers, cooks, chefs, janitors. Also managers and... Um, Anybody whose salary cannot receive... Yes, you are not pool. allowed to be involved in the tip pool. Um, now, let me, let me uh, make this straight. The tip pool, uh, you if you work at a place that does tip pooling, every employee who is a tipped employee must kick in money for the tip pool Mm -hmm. to share tips, but that's after they have made their minimum wage. Yeah. So it's very confusing. Well, see what I've, what I've realized when I've looked at paychecks and stuff like that, it's like, if I work at a restaurant and they say that they do a tip pool, everyone's like, oh, we make tips. What they, what the restaurant does is they roll it into your regular wage. So they say that you're making a certain amount per hour and that you're not making any tips. But then when you think about it, you're like, wait, am I actually, so I make $15 an hour, but I was supposed to receive tips, so basically I make $12 an hour and then receive probably $3 in tips an hour? Yes, correct. And, but the company pays the taxes on that. Yeah, and so that's kind of a loophole that you can that you can do. But you But if I am taxed on tips on my paycheck, like a tip. Those are cash tips. They, yeah, they have to be cash tips. They have to be cash tips because you're you're reporting those tips. Now, if they do a tip pool, so 
And this is where the taxes come in. It's fucking super confusing. I know. We, like, we really, we really tried to get a lawyer in here to try to break it down. But he probably would have. They probably would have confused the fuck out of us too. I mean, yeah. I, was, I mean, I was sat down with my at my restaurant over. I don't know, maybe two months ago, and we a lengthy conversation about this. And it's all jargon. And it's all, and and all the restaurants are doing it a different way. And we're gonna get into some other different ways that restaurants are tackling this. But I just want you guys to know that if a restaurant is tip pooling, they do not tip out the kitchen anymore. They do not tip out bussers. They do not tip out dishwashers. Um, nobody in the back of the house is allowed to receive those tips anymore legally. And an employer cannot force anybody in the front of the house, your servers, your bartenders, um, waiters, waitresses, um, anything like that, uh, expediters, mm -hmm. they cannot force you to give any of those tips or tip pooled money to anybody in the back of the house. Yeah. Okay. What's the next term we're learning? Uh, that's all for the terms we're learning. And now we're going to go into the requirements. Um, that they're saying here. So the requirements, the employer must provide the following information to a tipped employee before the employer may use um, the, the tip credit. So one, the amount of cash wage the employer is paying a tipped employee, which must be at least $2.13 per hour. The additional amount claimed by the employer as a tip credit, which cannot exceed $5.12, the difference between the minimum required cash wage of $2.13 and the current minimum wage of $7.25. Um, so basically they're saying that they have to, if they are paying somebody that much amount of money, that if they don't make that amount of money during their shift, they the restaurant is required to give the, pay them that amount of money. They're not they can't just a pay whopping five dollars and twenty yeah, five dollars and thirteen cents. But they can't just pay them two dollars and fifteen cents and be like, oh, sorry, you had a shitty day. You know, like you're just gonna have to deal with it. Um, well, I mean, that works if you work long hours. Yeah, no, totally. You know what I'm saying? So if you're if you work a ten hour shift at a restaurant. And I fucking I want to pull out my calculator and I'm not good at math, but yeah. Uh, but if you work, you know, ten hours um, at two dollars an hour, at two dollars an hour, two dollars and thirteen cents an hour, at two dollars and thirteen cents, you'd make twenty one dollars <laughs> and three cents. Twenty one dollars and thirty cents. Now, um, so keep that number in your head. Yeah. Okay, now time now do seven dollars and twenty five cents times ten is seventy two dollars and fifty cents. Now minus the twenty something from that. Minus the twenty one point thirty? Yeah. It's fifty one dollars. So if you made zero tips the entire the entire time you at work, the restaurant owes the restaurant you fifty one dollars. And there's people that come in and stiff you all the time. Oh yeah. You got a slow day at work. Somebody keeps stealing your tables. Who knows? I just would never work at a restaurant that that would do that. No, I'd be like, so basically, this what am I just in like servitude, like entered <laughs> servitude? Like, what did I do to deserve this? Pretty much. It's <laughs> shitty. You think about that shit out there, and it happens all the time. Oh, I yeah. mean, you look at IHOP. Think about our folks out in Delaware. <laughs> Delaware. We're in Delaware. Okay. Um, there's also something else that's, uh, tw uh, that are dual jobs. So let's say um, you work a dual job position where one is a tipped. Um, and one isn't. And one isn't. They, you can only, you're only allowed to be involved in a tip pool 
or be taxed on those tips for the hours that you worked as that yeah, tipped so, employee. Exactly. So if you're going to claim that I worked one hour as a server and one hour as a dish, all the money that you made while you were tipping, you make a different salary. Yeah, I mean, I a seen. different minimum wage. Yeah, and they probably have you clock out and clock back it's in. It's fucking yeah. ridiculous. And this is all because... So you can't accumulate. This is all because people want to take advantage of employees mm-hmm. and, and get in their pockets. All these chains. Yeah. OG. Yeah. Olive Garden. Oh, well, Darden restaurants. We're so uh, we're going to get yeah, into this we'll in a second. Um, so the tip credit claimed by the employer cannot exceed the amount of tips actually received by the tipped employee. So what that means is if they do a tip pool or a tip credit or whatever, the employee is required to go into that pool, but they are only required to give the amount um, less, or they're only allowed to give up to the amount that their minimum wage is worth. So if they only made, let's say, $14 or whatever, like this is just for an hour, they can keep the $7.20 or $0.25 cents and they can give up to the other $7.25 to the tip pool or they can keep some. Yeah. Ugh. They're allowed to, well, I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm confused. Yeah, well, remember we were saying like, each employee can can has to give a certain amount of tips to the tip pool, but they can give more if they want to, as long as they're still at their minimum wage. And yeah, they're not giving. Money they're not away. giving away their money. Yeah, their pocket money. And then the employee, and then the employees, the employer distributes that money, however they see fit, mm-hmm. amongst the staff, but they cannot keep any of the money. They're not allowed to keep any of the money from else, the tip pool. Or else they get taxed on it. No, no, no. They're not allowed to keep oh, it's any of the money. Straight up illegal. The employees are 100% taxed on all that money mm-hmm. in the tip pool. And they keep the money from the tip pool, and then they give it to you on your paycheck. Gotcha. So you're not receiving any of your cash. You turn all your money in, your credit cards, your cash. Oh, yeah, And yeah, then yeah. the employee takes it distribute it figures out who needs to be paid what for their hours once that's all covered then they redistribute the money amongst the employees involved in the tip pool because waiters of course and waitresses are going to get more than um, a bartender or a dishwasher yeah, or a food what, runner I wish we had the percentage breakdown of like it, it's what? whatever the employee chooses oh, it to oh, be okay so it's but case by case. and then they are and then each employee is taxed accordingly but the employee the employer the owner of the company, whoever the manager is, they are not allowed to keep any of the money. They are not included in that. They do not get to keep any of that money. So that depends on a place. That depends on if a place works with a tip pool. Some places don't. They're not. They're not involved in tip pools. Whatever money you collect on your tip is your money and your money alone. Mm-hmm. And the employee, the employer, wants nothing to do with it. They don't want to touch your money. You need to file it and you need to pay taxes on it. Okay. And they keep your records for that for tax purposes. Is that why a lot of servers keep their cash tips and then they only exactly. record their? Well, I mean that's been going. But they, if you're smart, you'll claim some of your, your cash, cash tips. Like I made two dollars in well, cash. If you get audited, I mean, yeah. So that's that. Now let's move on to gratuity and service charge. Service charge and gratuity. Okay. There's a difference. Um, this one only talks about service charge, but. We'll probably, we have our definition for gratuity too. Here, I'll read it. So a compulsory charge for service, for example, 15% of the bill is not a tip. 
Such charges are a part of the employee's gross receipt. Sums distributed to employees from service charges cannot be counted as tips received, but may be used to satisfy the employer's minimum wage and overtime obligations under the FLSA. If an employee receives tips in addition to the compulsory service charge, those tips may be considered in determining whether the employee is tipped. A tipped employee and in the application of a tip credit. So what you need to know, people, when you go out there and listen, it's it's time. America has had its time of being tipped. (laughs) It's not happening anymore. It's all going to go away. I don't know if I'm for it or I'm against it. I'm not sure. I mean, kind of on the on the line about it right now. Yeah, I don't know. It depends. I've had restaurants where you really get fucked over, and then there's restaurants where you really get taken care of by mm-hmm. people. So basically, when you go in and there's a service charge on your check now, you do not know where that ser- where that service charge is going. Where that gratuity, it's saying that, you know, let's say you have a party of eight or more, and they charge you 18% gratuity. Mm-hmm. They can do whatever they want with that 18% gratuity. Um, some it varies from state to state. Now, in the state, can they keep it? Yes, they can keep one hundred percent of it and say what they're using it for. They don't even have to tell you what they're using it for. They can use it however they see fit. If they want to use it to pay credit, you know, for the credit card transaction. If they want to use to use it to pay for a new door because they deem that that's what that money is necessary for. That's what they're allowed to do. Um, now, not all employees are going to do that. Some employees, some employers will tell you that it's a hundred percent of their gratuity goes to their staff, right? And maybe, and some places do sixty percent goes to the front of the house, forty uh, percent goes to the back of the house. It is all how they deem necessary. So once tipping goes away and these service charges start coming on your bill, mm-hmm. and you'll see it's just like a tax, right? It's a gratuity, right? You, it, in Washington State, they have to say where that money's going. That's the the law here. But in states like New York and Minnesota, Nevada, they don't uh, they don't have to tell you where it's going. Uh, some places are going ahead and they're adding an extra tip line. So they will add a service charge, and then they will add also a tip line. Um, now, whatever that tip line. Uh, whatever you put on that tip line goes directly to the person who served you, oh, i.e. Okay. the bartender. But the service charge goes to the restaurant. The service charge, and that's right. And the service charge may be used to 100% for back of the house. Which is, I mean, which is kind of good, you know? So it basically makes people appreciate their service a little bit more. I mean, it's already happening in some places in Seattle right now where they're adding um, a wage charge, as they call it, which is like 1.6%. And people are starting to freak out a little bit because they're like, well, why am I paying to offset the minimum wage for this restaurant uh, where they're making money? And basically what they're using that money for is to keep their people at a certain minimum wage so that they can still receive tips. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Yeah. And so a lot of restaurants are it's really, really tricky. And I'm seeing a lot of people on social media getting very confused and not understanding what's going on, uh, because uh, sometimes there's a line that there is no service charge, but there's a line for back of the house and front of the house. Um, Mm. Some people are putting a service charge on there and then um, go ahead and telling you not to tip anything. 
you know? Jesus. So people are very confused. Um, also, the people in the industry, Johnny was confused when this came up. I'm still confused. Yeah. But we kind of ran over the law. I've talked to a lot of people, and pretty much um, – if you work in the back of the house, you legally are not allowed to re- are not allowed to receive tips. You can be given a voluntary tip by anybody in your restaurant you mm-hmm. want. Uh, if somebody from the if a um, customer comes to the back of the house and physically hands you a tip, it, you are legally not obligated to be involved in a tip pool or anything because you are a full service. Employee, you're See, a, that's you the, make the full minimum wage. Washington's one of those people that we're 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 not really Washington's not really in that whole tip pool thing. Yeah, I mean some I mean smaller restaurants are because they're small and they can keep it that way. But I've noticed that I've worked at a few restaurants where they where they're small and they do the tip pool. And if a customer hands the kitchen like twenty bucks, forty bucks, and they're like, "This is for you guys to split up between your guy, you guys," because I know you guys don't get tips. At both, at most restaurants I've worked at, we're required to give that tip to a manager to put into the tip pool. Not anymore. Oh, this is not that is it's illegal for them to take that tip for. And technically, you don't have to share that tip with anybody in the kitchen because they gave it to me. Because they gave it to you. You are the sole proprietor of that money. That's my you, money. You were tipped. True. Now, what you choose to do with that money is up to you. Mm. You can share it with the front of the house, the back of the house. And that's why this legal jargon and this mumbo jumbo is being so specific. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's the, the reason why they do tip pools in some of these other states and why they have to is to make sure to cover their ass uh, on the federal law side of it is that employees are repaying their minimum wage. Sure. And then everything after that is, you know, redistributed mm-hmm. amongst the thing. Um, now, but you don't have to, you can leave, legally don't have to be, it's, I think it's voluntary. The tip pool thing is voluntary, I think. That's kind of crazy. That means I've missed out on a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah, and they don't have to tell you either. It's not, it's none of your business, man. It's, it's hard being in the back of the house. I know it's really hard being in front of the house, especially with all this stuff that's going on with tipping and gratuity and blah, 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 blah. But as a back of the house employee, um, you know, for Robbie, it's a little bit different because he can receive his tips. No, I can't. Oh, you can't? No. Oh, well. I'm not entitled to any of those tips. Now, well, do I receive tips? Yes, I receive <laughs> tips. Okay. Well, it's just, it's just tough because we make a certain minimum wage and we're required to keep that minimum wage without tips. But then when you... I will also tell you I'm no longer a manager at the Honey Hole yeah, either. You're, you're just a lead. You're a lead. I'm a lead line cook. Um, at the honey hole, I'm no longer a manager. Therefore, I am able to receive tips. Now, our managers there are not able to receive tips. Which is kind of, I mean, well, it's bullshit because what I was trying to say is that, like, when you make us, so we make like $15 an hour minimum. But when we, so as we've said in a previous episode, it's. Who makes $15 an hour? I mean, you make more than $15 an hour, <laughs> but that's the going minimum wage for a back of the house kitchen starting position is $15 an hour. So on a, on a slow night, you might make more than the server because they're not making as many tips. Correct. But on, a, on a busy, busy night, that server is probably making two, three times more than what you made that day, probably in a third of the amount of time. Yeah. So, I mean, let's just say, so let's just say right now, minimum wage in, uh, in, 
and Washington is $11 an hour. Mm -hmm. Okay. But the starting wage for most people in the back of the house is 13 to $15, depending on what kind of place you're working at. Right. Yeah. So if get your calculator out, Johnny. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Okay, for an eight-hour shift, making fifteen dollars an hour, make one hundred twenty dollars. Make one hundred twenty dollars a shift uh, after taxes, whatever. But you receive no tips. Yeah. Okay. Now, eight-hour shift for a girl. Um, well, not a girl. A front of the house employee for uh, twelve hours. Or what did I say? Ten-hour shift. Ten-hour shift. Did you? Is that what I said? Did I said twelve. Hour no, shift? you said. It was eight for 15, eight hour shift for 15. Yeah, not eight, eight hours shift for $11 an hour. $11 is $88. $88. Now we make a little bit more than them if they have make no tips and it's slow that night. And you're, they're going to get cut early. They're not guaranteed their eight hour shift. Yeah. That's where the tips come in because for every eight hours we work, they probably work three to four hours. Yeah. So minus that, go ahead and cut that in half. All right. Uh, why did I do that? Divide by two. <laughs> I said minus two. 44, obviously. Okay. $44, right? That's what they're making on their shift. That's what they're making on their paycheck. That's what they're making. But that's that's their shift. Yeah. They don't get an eight-hour shift. They're not there for eight hours. <laughs> now, but that four hours, if they make, uh, let's say on the low end, let's say they made $150 on that four-hour shift. Then they make $194. $194. That all depends on whether or not they, they had credit card tips or cash tips. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying they walk out of there with $150 in their pocket. Yeah. They have made almost twice of what we made in half the amount of time we were there. For smiling. Yeah. And <laughs> some of them for being, I hate to use the word, but retarded. God, Robbie, come on. Uh, I know that's not a good word to use. Uh, I'm probably going to catch hell from a couple people. Yeah. Uh, I'm, me after the show. I'm work Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, sir. Um, yeah. But uh, they can't function. Some people in the front of the house can't function and they don't do their job very well. And so when you're in the back of the house and you are watching somebody not do their job very well, but they're doubling what you're making, you're working three times, four times as hard as them, it's very frustrating. And now for this law to come in and say that you, <laughs> you cannot legally make any, take any of that money that they make. I mean, it's, it's all, we've always pretty much shared here in Washington mm -hmm. at least. So you gotta just hope that you have a good employer who appreciates both sides and can make sure that things are being equally distributed. And it's coming to that. Yeah. They're going to we they're going to be taking away tipping. Yeah. This, all of this confusion that we've talked about on this show today, most restaurants just don't want to deal with this. They don't legally get in trouble. They don't know what money they can keep, what money they can take, what money who belongs to what. So they're saying, "We don't do tips anymore." Yeah. We do a gratuity or a service charge. And you might see that you get paid more hourly. That's right. Uh, because it's distributed amongst the staff however the owner deems sees fit. Yeah, so one day you might be making $15 an hour, and then they're like, hey, you got a $1.50 raise. That's right. And that's where your extra tips are coming from. So we will keep you updated on how this goes. I'm not sure this law has been enacted yet. No, I think it's relatively new since it was December 2016, so it was right before the new year. Yeah, so I don't know if it's been active, but most places have been switching over to this new uh, way of I mean, uh, it's just easier to tipping. get, uh, you know, ahead of the gun, uh, behind the gun or ahead of the gun. What's the phrase? I don't know. It's just easier, <laughs> it's just easier to just, you know, 
get on it before this happens so that when this law does all get your ducks are in a row yeah all your ducks are in a row you're ready you're ready ready to go and not there's not like this quick shift and everyone's like what the fuck just happened um but yeah anyway moving on we can't we don't have time to answer this email well, we can answer it later. We'll answer, yeah. Uh, Ian Sizik. Uh, yeah, we got to delve more into this. I'm going to email you back and get some background story. Yeah, because we got a straight email. What I appreciate everybody emailing us. You know, but all, give us some, t- t- give us some, uh, you know, some location or like, you know, some I'm background. Gu- I'm guessing. I'm in the because <laughs> he told a fucking story. Yeah, it's a great one too. I don't. And I would like to. I want to read this whole thing because it's fucking crazy. But it involves. Uh, I'm going to say a. a a guy coming in who murdered the 143 alpacas yeah. and tried to take over a sous chef position or a management position without really being asked. And your boy feels like he's getting pushed out. I know, but he got a baby and he's trying to feed his fans. That's right, you know. And he's got, I, dude, I'd find the dude in the dark, smack the <laughs> shit out of him. I'll make sure he can't Bolly come to <laughs> So, uh, Ian, we will be getting to your question next week. We're going to move on real quick and do our ingredients of the week real quick. I told you, man, our our show's been going long lately. Well, it is what it is. It's because we talk. All right. Johnny, ingredient of the week. Uh, Zatar. Zatar. Zatar tire. Um, Yeah, Zatar is an Israeli spice mixture. Yeah. Um, Do you you want to tell them how to make it real quick? Or do you want me to? I'll tell them how to make it real quick. Uh, it's pretty quick and easy. Um, you can just look it up online and it's, and it'll get it done for you. Where, why did it just disappear on me? Motherfucker. Uh, but God, these goddamn pages. It's okay. Here we go. So you're going to need a quarter cup of uh, sumac. You need two tablespoons of thyme. You're going to need a tablespoon of roasted sesame seeds, uh, two tablespoons of marijam, uh, two tablespoons of oregano, and one teaspoon of coarse, sea, of coarse sea salt. What I would tell you to do is I would tell you to quadruple that recipe. And make a batch. And make a giant jar of it. Did you put sesame seeds in there? Toasted, okay, baby. Okay, uh, In the sure. toastos, you just wanted to put those uh, sesame seeds, raw sesame seeds, in a uh, pan on, on medium heat. and yeah, uh, They'll start popping. You know what I'm saying, pull I mean, them out, let them cool. Yeah, you can also you can also use it a little bit raw, a little bit of raw. But I mean, there's also Syrian zatar. Oh, uh, no, nah, we're Jews been here, baby. Jerusalem, baby. <laughs> uh, Represent all day. My tribe. The only difference between Syrian and Israeli is that they use a shit ton of sumac. <laughs> like hella sumac. <laughs> like, you're like, I think this is sumac. Like just straight up. But yeah, so we're gonna use zatar um, spice seasoning as our IOW this week, and um, I'll go first. I'm gonna do a zatar and lemon grilled chicken uh, quick and easy you'll get a quarter cup of olive oil two tablespoons of uh, zatar two tablespoons lemon juice a teaspoon of lemon zest one teaspoon minced garlic a quarter teaspoon salt quarter teaspoon pepper um, faux chicken thighs one lemon <laughs> cut into four wedges and eight green onions and you'll whisk together the oil zatar lemon juice zest garlic S&P in a large bowl um, add chicken and turn to coat so basically get that nice and marinated um, heat your grill up to 350, 450, and grill the chicken skin side down until it's brown, about five to eight minutes. Uh, watch for flare-ups because uh, it'll it'll give you that, it, not a good smoke that flavor. That fat. Yeah, so you got to watch out for those flare-ups. I would say yeah, make sure that it's a little bit on the lower side. Keep just a so squirt to, bottle handy. Squirt bottles work, yeah, I for sure feel that. But if you squirt too much, 
liquid onto that flame, no, no, it's no, going to give that weird yeah, you know, smoke. No, and no, you don't no. want that. I hit it from I hit it from underneath. Hit it from under. Uh, yeah, you're going to grill those lemon wedges and onions at the last few minutes, um, making sure they just have nice grill marks. And you're just going to serve them on top of the chicken. And it'll go nice with some basmati. Some basmati rice. Y'all know that motherfucker. He owes me $25. (laughs) Uh, You know, quick and easy. Something that you can do at home for the family. And um, it'll it'll last. You can store it. Eat it cold, you know, for lunch the next day or whatever, you know. All right. I'm going to do roasted squash with uh, zatar and pomegranate, a pomegranate glaze. Right. I think, right? Is that what I talked about? Yeah. So basically, you want to get your nice mix, whatever's in season of squash. Uh, it's in season right now. I don't care. Get any kind you want. Uh, but you want to definitely peel them. I don't like leaving my skin on my... Um, what type of squash, squash are you using? Any kind you want. Well, some squash is good with the skin on. Fuck, man. De La Cotta for the fucking acorn. I don't fucking care. <laughs> De anyway, uh, you want to peel them. I'm going to say peel them so I don't like the skin. Uh, peel them off. Uh, scoop the seeds out. Um, and then dice them into, I don't know, nice fat chunks. You want to preheat your oven to, because I should have preheated my oven first. Uh, preheat your oven to <laughs> 375. And you're going to take that sitar. You're going to take some coconut oil and a, a liberal amount. You know, throw it on there. And then you're going to toss your... Toss it with your zatar, and you want a nice, heavy coat of the zatar seasoning on your squash. Uh, you want to lay it out in a thin layer on your uh, roasting pan uh, so they're not touching each other. And you're going to put it in there for about, you know, let's say 15 minutes. Um, while that's going, you want to start your glaze. What did I say I was going to put in the glaze? Uh, you were saying something like maple syrup. Oh yeah, maple. You want so put your get your uh, pomegranate juice. Um, a little bit of lemon juice. Yeah, pomegranate juice. Get that in there on high, um, so it's reducing down. You want to add a squeeze of lemon juice, uh, maybe a little bit of salt. Um, two dashes of maple syrup and uh, reduce that down about halfway and then add a like a little nice little chunk of tahini in there and end whisk that around let it uh, simmer down a little bit set that off to the side so it thickens up a little bit and then uh, after 15 minutes pull out your squash uh, give it a flip over roll it around and then pull it out uh, or put it back in let it cook for I don't know 10 to 15 more minutes till you got some nice color on there pull that out you want to toss it back in the bowl and uh, you want to throw your glaze in there. You can brush it on there if you'd like but I just toss the glaze in there and toss them around. Put it on a plate. You can finish it with some fresh pomegranate uh, seeds or um, and then maybe a light dusting of some more of that sitar in there. That's going to be my recommendation. Word. Or you can just go ahead and put it on some popcorn like my lady friend does. <laughs> that sounds bomb though. Yeah, it is. I had I gotta some, post, I had some there I got to post this video to the page because there's this KFC vegan uh, cauliflower. It's already on the page, dude. No, but there's a video of how this bitch makes this. It's shit. not real. She has. This has to be a hoax. We'll talk about it next week. We're already <laughs> at 15 minutes. All right, that was episode number 62. 62. Of Girl, how long steak, Mister? Slicing again. Thank yeah. you. I will go ahead Perfect and uh, I'll go ahead and plate the the lentils. I don't know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you can reach out to us on our social media platforms. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, it's going to be Grill How Long Steak Mister. At Twitter's, it is How Long Steak Mister. Emails, thanks. We got a couple more. Chris, I saw you emailed us again. We got a couple more. Uh, that girl, Mari, what'd she send us on that Reddit page? It's Maya. Maya, I'm sorry. See, I used to work with her at Chop Shop. Um, she was just sending us like uh, this thing. That it was, was a subreddit. Yeah, it was a subreddit about a, um, open... 
paper on a wall that was like hiring people and they were basically saying, I saw it. You have to be a specific I, type of person. I saw it. Uh, but anyway, I just want to say thank you to everybody that's been sending us emails. Once again, it's going to be grill how long steak mister. That's Mr. M R at gmail.com. And, uh, that's about it. You're going to hit me up on Bobby, Bobby Stills at Instagram.com. I'll be feeling people be hitting me up on Instagram. I'm like, I don't know you said I'm not. <laughs> Deny. <laughs> so we get to where it hits, too. All right. Yeah. And you can hit me up at uh, Johnny Toonami. That is J-H-O-N-N-Y Toonami um, on Instagram. And, yeah, hopefully we'll see you guys soon. And next week. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. Check you later. Peace. Grill. How long steak, mister? Five minutes out.